What is Montrospective? It's what we say to ourselves and our attitude towards it. We repeat mantras over and over again to ourselves. If we're doing it right, they're positive, not negative. What we say affects our attitude and our point of view. We all have dreams and goals, but how many of us know where to start to make them happen? I am fascinated by everyday people who are doing extraordinary things, and I wanted to find out why and how they were able to be successful. I spent 16 years in radio, not as a DJ, but as a promotions director. I never had an interest in being front and center or putting myself out there as a personality. Fast forward to today, I have something to say and messages from incredible people to share. Simply put, I am interested. I want to know what propels everyday people to follow their dreams in the hopes that it will inspire you to do the same. We have one life to live. Let's listen, learn, and share our journey with the world. This is Montrospective. I am celebrating one year of Montrospective. I cannot believe it's been a year already since I started this podcast. It started as just kind of a silly concept where I wanted to talk to amazing people and learn how they do what they do. And my very first guest is one of my dearest friends who is just killing it at life right now. She's got so much going on. And when we talked to her a year ago, she was already doing amazing things, but this last year has taken it to another level. So I am proud to welcome back my very first guest, Emily Crawford to Montrospective. Emily, remind everybody a little bit about who you are and what you actually do for a living. Cause you've got multiple uh, companies, multiple projects, all sorts a lot of things. Going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, first and foremost, I'm a wife and mother of three. So I always like to mention that, that I'm I'm not just some kind of robot pumping out businesses every five minutes. I have a family and I have to serve them dinner every night. And that's the biggest challenge of my day. Um, (laughs) And um, so I own Trio Marketing. I'm a partner in Trio Marketing here in Lee Summit, Missouri. And um, we have clients um, all over the metro and a few um, across the nation. It's just a really cool um, partnership that we have at Trio Marketing. And then I also own OA Creative, which is my product development company. And um, I have two products right now. I have the Lave Lou Lounger, which is a baby sink bath insert. And then I have the Bumblebee, which is a glowing waterproof bathtub baby changing table buddy. It's a multifunction toy that can be used um, up to probably age three is what I would recommend. So yeah, I'm busy. I, I sell on Amazon and Walmart and I have a Shopify through um, my website. I have national partnerships with Goo Goo Guru um, where they promote my products and sell them on their website. And uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. <laughs> And there always is. You always have something new to report. You're always inventing and creating. You are a true entrepreneur in every sense of the word. Um, And when we talked to you the very first time a year ago, this was all, you know, well kicked off. You know, you were kind of in it. And we were talking about how you actually accomplish this stuff. So we talked about you hiring an Amazon coach, you know, we learned all about that process and now you've learned so much more over this past year. And I want to take it back to summer of 2020 
you had kind of teased and talked about on the podcast last May that you had auditioned for Shark Tank, but we didn't know what the end result of all of that was. So can you share a little bit about that? I can. So I was not allowed to talk about it because I actually got called in for um, callbacks. So they asked me, I was assigned a producer and I had to shoot a seven minute video of myself introducing who I was, why I wanted to be on Shark Tank, um, my product, everything about it, pictures of my family. I had to do a ton of research on my business, um, what I expected the growth rate to be, diving into my numbers. So it really forced me to understand that end of the business where I had just been really kind of pushing the product. And um, when they say know your numbers, they really mean know your numbers because they want them for the casting process. And so I submitted all of that and about, gosh, I think it was the end of August, I got a call back saying that they they loved my product, but um, that they were going a different direction with their theme for the year. And my assumption would be is that they were going with a COVID theme, that they were kind of focusing on businesses that were hurt by the pandemic, um, that kind of thing. So they said that they would hang on to my products and that they would get back to me in the future if they wanted to have me on the show. So, you know, at first that was a huge, huge letdown because I, I thought I was a shoe in, you know, I made it to the second round, which is really rare. And I was devastated. But then the next day it was like, well, now what? Because I had, you know how you get caught daydreaming and yeah. oh my gosh, if I make it on and I'm going to become a national name, a household name, everybody's going to want it and I'll sell it. Well, I had my whole product lifespan from the beginning to end filled out, tied up with a red ribbon, ready to go. And I didn't make it. Um, so I decided to just take it into my own hands. And I, um, I joined a course called Invent Right. And it's actually founded by the um, inventor of Teddy Ruxpin, the, the toy, Teddy Ruxpin. So it's really, really cool. He is um, one of the coaches inside of there. And he teaches entrepreneurs and inventors how to take their product and get a licensing deal. So you actually don't need a shark tank. You can do it all on your own. So I thought, wow, that's, I, that's what I need. So I, I went through that course and learned how to start licensing my product. So starting in November, I was pitching a different large companies and it's a process. It takes usually about six months to a year for anybody to even call you back because they typically plan over a year in advance for their next year's newest product. So if you don't catch them in their product stage correctly or their, their bidding stage, you miss out on that whole year. So that's where I'm at right now with both of my products is just licensing, trying to find a licensing deal. And again, just educating myself on the next level, what it takes to get there without a shark tank. And honestly, that's been so amazing because now I have the opportunity to teach other people how to do that. Well, here's the thing. You've hired these coaches, you've done the learning, but you're still doing this on your own. It's not like you've got a massive team of people. Yeah. So when you started off this conversation, you listed off what had to be 15 or 20 things already that you do. You're a wife, you're a mom, <laughs> you own two companies, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, how do you keep the pace? How do you keep your sanity? How do you keep it all in line? Because you've got a lot of balls in the air at any given time. How do you keep them from dropping? Or do you keep them from wine? dropping? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wine? No. Um, I have to say, I I have, 
my poor family, I have days where I don't keep it together. I mean, I'm a complete mess or I get very focused, uh, tunnel vision and very focused. And I end up kind of shutting everyone out and becoming a cyborg a bit where I'm just like, gotta get it done, gotta get it done. No, 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 talk to me. And I start to see that in my kids, how they react to me or my husband will get cold or, you know, there's just, you can start to see how me being too busy reflects on the way my family is and how we're all coexisting. Um, it takes a breakdown in that pattern for us to kind of, for me to realize that I need to come out of it for a minute and focus on my family or refocus on something different. Um, but it's great because during the day, um, the kid Haddon's at school, he goes to elementary school, he's in third grade and the girls go to daycare. And so I have between you know nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night to cram in as much as possible. And so at any given time, I've got three screens up and, and I have all of my business on a separate computer screen. And I, I also started trading in the stock market too. I'm a day of trader. Of course you did, because why not? You <laughs> yeah. found 30 seconds oh, in the day. Yeah. Why not I, learn something new? Yeah, I'm totally obsessed with it. It's a new thing. Um, I love it. I just love everything about it. I love the... Anyway, so I have like all three screens up and I'm watching the stocks and I'm doing my graphic design for the marketing company and I'm filling out stuff over here for the product and I've got orders coming in through Walmart and Amazon and I pick, pack and ship those all on my own. So I have warehousing here at my house. So I'm in charge of doing all of that, make a run to the post office, come back home, finish everything by five o'clock. Uh, and it's, it's just become part of my schedule. I can't imagine anything, like when I have a down day where I don't have a whole lot going on, I get weird. I find something to do. I, I can't sit still. Um, I've tried, but my brain is just doesn't work that way. And well, we talked, we talked last time about when you were just trying to develop your product, you were doing calls with China, was it yeah. like in the early morning hours and everything, because that was the time difference and that's what you right. had to do. So yeah. you've always been very disciplined with that stuff. You just do what needs to be done. Right. But do yeah. you ever feel and, and probably burnout's the wrong word, but do you ever oh, feel right that, okay, okay, so maybe yeah, this one, but no, do, I mean, do you ever, you know, have to take a forced pause, I guess, and, and slow down for a minute because you're moving too fast? Yeah, there's times when I see other people going on vacation or they're going down to the lake or um, they took the day off to go to the zoo with their kids. And those kinds of moments don't register with me. I don't think about doing that until I see somebody else doing it. I'm like, oh, well, how did they get away from their desk? Or how did they do it? And I ask sometimes like, wow, how do you have time to do that? And so I just do it. I just take off because I can. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I own my own company. I make my own rules and I haven't had a vacation. I think in probably 10 years, like I literally can't remember the last time I went on vacation. It's time, <laughs> Emily. It's time. It's yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I need a break. I, I think this summer we um, are, the kids are getting older, so it's easier to kind of pack up and go. Uh, so I think we're going to do a lot of camping this summer and they are asking for those experiences. Before they were too little to understand it. We're like, yeah, we'll get to it one day. But now they're actually wanting to do that. Um, so I think it's going to force me to take time off and do that. Wow. I, yeah, just, I need a break. <laughs> but but you never act like, you know, you're burnt out and tired and everything. I think you just keep yourself so busy and you have so much going on. You don't allow yourself in a way that time to 
get into that kind of poor me mindset. Like, I wish I had more time. You know, if you wanted to make the time you would, but you enjoy what you're doing so much and you help so many people um, that I, I think that that's why you don't think about it. You're just truly happy with what you're doing in your life. And that that's a gift. A lot of people can't say that right now. It's what we're striving towards. Right. It's what, you know, we want to be able to say about our lives, but so many people live that nine to five daily grind and just got to get through it. It's like the time to make the donuts guy every single day <laughs> with you. Every day is something different. It I is, mean, and, and that's by design because yeah. that's how you work. That's how your mind works. <clears throat> yeah. So we know that you started selling these products on Amazon initially, but then you started branching out and you started talking to these big box stores and online retailers and everything. Yeah. Was that through your coaching experiences that you learned how to do that? Or how did you know how to get a hold of the right people at Target, Walmart, Toys R Us, where, well, I guess not even Toys R Us anymore. Are they back? No, yep. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> babies yeah. R Us, all of it. How do you, how'd you know how to get in, in contact with the right people and what you had to do to prepare for that? So last, um, let's see, my original coach, my product coach, Matt, he gave us some resources as to if we ever wanted to branch outside of Amazon, where we could go. And there's this platform called Range Me, and it's uh, essentially a wholesaler product developer match website, like a match.com for product developers. And you put up a profile and they can see what you sell, um, how many units you can sell, how fast you can make them, a wholesale, retail cost, everything. It's, it's a profile for your products. And there's a free level and a paid level. And the paid level was pretty expensive, but I went to make an investment again, just to see how far I could get. And I actually ended up getting a price, uh, price agreement offering from a large, um, uh, what are they called? Subscription box services for, for pregnancy. And the order was so big, I couldn't afford to buy the products. And I was in negotiations with them to um, have them pay at least half up front or have them pay all of it up front. But the way their company works is you have to supply the products. So I actually ended up having to cancel that, which is a huge bummer. It was going to be several hundred thousand dollars in profit for me, but I couldn't, I couldn't pay up front for the product. So I learned a really hard lesson there to not go after anything quite like that um, or have the cash flow to do it, find an investor. And at the time I didn't, but then I got a call from Walmart. They were like, you know, we're having our baby product review in July. Would you want to submit and talk to some of our buyers? I'm like, heck yeah, I would. Um, so just I, this little store, just yeah, this little place yeah. called Walmart. I mean, you know, maybe okay. you've heard of it. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, you know, I don't really have the money to provide them the product they need, but they do have a, pro a, a um, program called Owned, where Walmart will own the product. So they would actually buy it from me. Um, so the cost would be less and they have an online platform and everything. So there was like a week leading up to it. And I went and got myself all dolled up and had this amazing outfit, bought a screen to go behind me. So I looked like I was in this fancy place, you know, got the ring lights had my presentation laid out and we go to log in and they're like, okay, the team will be on in, in a couple minutes. We'll just wait. Well, I waited and no one joined. And then the whole feed dropped because it was in the middle of pandemic also. So I couldn't go down um, to Bentonville and, and do a live presentation. I had to do it all by Zoom. So also you're only given 10 minutes to pitch. 
And so we're four or five minutes in and I'm watching the clock in the corner tick and no one's there and we can't get a feed. So one of them called me on my cell phone and was like, hey, we're just gonna jump off of this call that's timed and pull you over here so we have more time with you. We're so sorry, we're gonna go over here. So we logged back, back in, ended up having a 30 minute conversation. It was amazing. Um, and the buyers were super, like not, I thought they would be in suits and sitting at a table. They were like in their bedrooms, just hanging out <laughs> with their cat next to them. And I'm sitting here like on the nightly news, I have, you know, I'm, I'm all prepared <laughs> and professional. Um, and it was just really cool. I mean, they loved both of the products. They immediately said yes to having both of the products on a Walmart marketplace online. And um, then they said that depending on how well they sell, they would become owned products in the store uh, based on my sales. So that's how I went from not being on Walmart to being on Walmart. And it's just a weird, wild ride. And, and I, I, I was like anxious and had nervous stomach cramps leading up to it because it was such a, I've never pitched to a large company like that before. And I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't really given much information and uh, it ended up just being kind of like, yeah, we like it. Let's do it. And the pandemic but, may have helped that situation because so. you didn't have to do it in person. You didn't have to travel right. and have that additional stress. And then, you know, just like you said, seeing them in more of a relaxed environment and not super stuffy and sooty right. and everything. Yeah. I'm sure that kind of put you at ease a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you were just nervous yeah. as hell because I would have been too, yeah. but just to see like a cat walking across the background like, or something, it's happening? like, okay, these are real people. It's yeah. okay. I just like, I can just be myself. Yeah, it was great. And so that's, I'm working now on increasing my sales at Walmart. That's a whole algorithm you have to learn, just like Amazon, where the sales go to certain people. And it's a whole new world that I'm still learning. Um, the sales aren't fantastic, but I'm making sales. And um, I think the more reviews that are left and the more people that buy, it picks up and it considers you a good product and mm -hmm. we'll see where it goes. So ultimately the goal there would, would be to, to be on the shelves. Oh, and they actually had requested that I, I change the packaging mm -hmm. of both the lounger and the bee for potential shelving um, because they have requirements for what they would put on the shelves. And so I went on ahead and changed all of that in advance just so that when it did, I, I needed to reorder anyway. So I went on ahead and made those changes just in case we do move forward. I don't have to do it later. And I've already got that inventory ready. Again, I mean, seriously, I don't know how <laughs> you just have 24 hours in the day like the rest of us, because just everything you've talked about in the last however long we've been on 15 minutes or whatever, I'm exhausted from listening to you. I'm like, okay, oh, it's what am I going to have for lunch in 30 minutes? You know, that's my big, you know, decision of the day. You're like, like you said, three screens going on of all sorts of stuff, making these decisions, having these conversations with people. It's just, you, you feel like a New York level lifestyle <laughs> person that just goes, goes, yeah. goes, but you're living in the middle of the Midwest, yeah. in a beautiful home with your beautiful family <laughs> and you're making it happen. And that's the point I want to reiterate to everybody that we did a year ago, it, that this is all possible. Yeah. Emily's not a cyborg. I promise you, she is human. She bleeds like everybody else. Yes. But, I have has, <laughs> but you have that fire, that drive inside of you to make these things happen. And you just find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Now, 
that brings us through almost basically all of 2020, which what an incredible, crazy yeah. ride 2020 was yeah. um, for what it was. But then I'm cruising around on Facebook um, just last month and I run across this video of Emily that made me cry like a baby <laughs> because she was sharing some massive news with all of us. Can you share with the listeners what happened to you in April? Absolutely. So I, um, my, the patent for the Lavi Lou Lounger was issued, uh, which means I'm an official patent holder. And I had applied for that three years ago. And the lawyer was like, look, this takes time. We don't even know if it's going to pass, but um, just hang on for the ride and keep writing checks. <laughs> so every time we had a change or an amendment, I have to pay him more. And again, it's an investment. It's to me, that's money well spent because we're moving forward with something new and new level that we can get to with the product. And he called me the week before. Um, I, well, I guess it was the first week of April. I was like, hey, just want to let you know that your, your information cleared. Um, uh, the assessor finds nothing wrong. It's not infringing on anything else. So they're going to go ahead and issue your patent and it'll be public on April 20th. And I just hung up the phone. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How is this? Okay. All right. And then you go and, and I, you know, I have a, I like to get on and just kind of search for other things to see who my competition is. And it's like, I'm up there with big name people like, you know, Thomas Edison and like Albert Einstein and, you know, the people, the people that have invented the broom and the chair. And it's just <laughs> weird when you look on there and see my name, there I am. Uh, so it's, it's something I obviously put out there. I wanted it to happen, um, but I'm, I'm a very cautiously optimistic person. I was always taught by my mother to not get overly excited. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Like just, let's just be cautiously optimistic. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, then we're not gonna be completely disappointed and whole, all life is gonna fall apart. So I, I didn't go into it thinking I was gonna get it. And then when I actually got it, I feel like, don't, I still don't know how to feel about it. It's just so, it feels so surreal to me. Um, and I think what will really seal it for me is when uh, the paperwork that has the red ribbon on it is, is in the mail. It's supposed to be here any day. So when that arrives and I actually see it and feel it, because right now all I have is a digital PDF of the actual filing. So I can't, it doesn't, I don't have anything tangible to hang on to and say, ah, it's mine. I did it. I already have a visual of you getting it in the mail and hugging it and crying. I oh, mean, no. I just know. I just know <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to frame well, it, take lots of pictures. <laughs> well, for, for, for those of us who aren't savvy and aren't in the know about this, why is a patent important and why was it important for you to work for the past three years to get it? Yeah. So when you create a product um, or an invention of any sort, it's important to cover the rights of that product and, and that invention because someone else could come along and create the same exact thing and put it out for market and sell millions of dollars worth. And unless you have a timestamp date on it that says, I came up with this on this date, it's mine. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, so it was important for me because I knew what I had developed was non-existent anywhere in the world. It doesn't exist. So for me to get that timestamp, this is the day. I mean, I, I applied for the patent before we even started manufacturing it because I knew as soon as it got to China, they're really bad about replicating products that do well. 
And I wanted to make sure, at least in the US, that I had a solid patent or at least had a file, uh, um, a patent pending before I went to market with it or before I even started making it. Um, so that was, that's really important to remember if you're thinking of making a product of any sort is that if, it, if there's nothing else like it in the world, it's really important to kind of keep it quiet and get it protected through a trademark and a patent before you start telling everybody about it. Because even your best friend may go turn on your back and do something that you didn't know, or they'll tell their cousin who's super savvy and they'll do it instead. And then you're stuck. And you may have some, a post on Facebook that says, oh, but I started talking about this months ago. It doesn't matter. You know, if, if it didn't come to market or if it wasn't made uh, by you then, and you don't have any legal document to follow up saying why you own it, it doesn't matter. They can go and use it. So this gives me the legal right if anybody were to see my product on Amazon or Walmart and think that they could do it better or try to use it, I have the, till the end of time, um, rights to go after them and sue them for any money that they would make off of it or any infringement. So I just sealed the deal, baby. That's all I did. And it's not a fast process. Three oh, years, yeah. three years. But like you said, you had patent pending. So, right. you know, you were as protected as you could have been with going to market. But this whole thing, it feels like on the outside, <laughs> I'm making sure I say that because you're going to go, no, it didn't feel that way at all for me. <laughs> On the outside, it feels like all this happened so fast, but this is years and years and years in the making. So for anybody who just thinks I'm going to create something and it's going to be a huge success overnight and all that, it, I mean, maybe that could happen for you. I'm not going to say it's not possible, but it really does take that focus and that determination and not giving up on something. I mean, you could have given up on this at any time and went, okay, I tried it, you know, whatever, but it is an ongoing process. How do you stay motivated? Money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh, truth bomb. I mean, I, you know, I invested my personal funds. I bootstrapped both projects. So every, um, every dollar put in is my own personal money. So for me to see, you know, I'm, I'm invested about $7,000 in both products. Um, that includes the inventory. Well, actually I'm closer to 15, uh, about $15,000 of my own money. So when I'm hustling at my other jobs, it's so that I can fund my side hustle. <laughs> um, and so for, for me, it was about repaying myself and um, the Bumblebee sold out within six months on Amazon and I had to go reorder, but because I was repaying, repaying myself from the personal loan I took against my own bank account, um, I didn't have enough money to reorder. So I actually had to wait and save up until I made enough money again to reorder more. So that's a huge mistake I learned and that motivated me to keep going. Like, okay, these can't just sit in my basement and rot. Like we actually have to do some marketing. We have to figure out how to push them because I've got $5,000 in inventory sitting there that I need gone so I can make that money. So for, and, for yeah, yeah, and, this transaction, it's money motivated. And you were talking about fulfillment that you still do all of this yourself. It's not like you've got some giant warehouse somewhere with a team of people doing it. When you get an order, you're packaging it yourself and you're taking it to the post office and all of those things. Now, hopefully sometime in the near future that changes yeah. and you can move up to the next level in that. But that's important for people to know too, is that this is a full-time ongoing process and ongoing business that, you know, is completely doable by looking at you and listening at you to you. It's doable. If you have that same determination and focus, 
focus, but right. you do, you have all these different projects going on and you're, you have a plan in place of, okay, I need to fund this. So I need to do this other thing in order to fund my job. I mean, it's not <laughs> something you just woke up in one morning and decided to do you, you put the thought into it and the planning into it, which is necessary. And for everybody, this was the whole point in me creating this podcast is really sharing these stories, making it sound realistic. And you have some massive news to share with the listeners. Like here, you're going to hear it here first type of news. And when you shared it with me before the call, I could not have been more giddy and more excited. (laughs) So before I ruin it and say something, please tell everybody what you are planning to do. Yeah. So I, my mentor actually reached out to me a couple weeks ago and asked if I'd be interested in helping him start a coaching group. And of course I said, yes, because one of the number one things I get asked all the time is how can I do it? How do I start it? How do I do my own? And admittedly, I've had a couple people that I helped because I'm like, eh, you know, I've just got this list and I'll send you the list. And then there's follow-up phone calls and things you want to do to help them. And then I get invested in that person because I want to make them successful. And it just kind of dawned on me, like, here's another stream of revenue. <laughs> Again, money motivated. Um, and I should, I should promise like money doesn't bring happiness, but it sure does make things a whole lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, it's it, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I'm, I'm not in love with the money. I am in love with what happens when we can be close some loops and be financially responsible and fiscally sound. So I, I just want to put that out there. And I think that that's really important. It's I'm not going and buying a boat. We're not having a second home. I literally just try to pay my taxes. <laughs> you know? Um, so anyway, having said that, uh, I just, I, I'm a business person. And so for me, that's a whole nother line uh, of revenue. So the, the program is going to be, it's actually called microbranders. And microbranders is a term in the um, product development company for a brand that's not quite a Nike, you know, not quite an Adidas, but you're somewhere in between. So my products and their brand names will be considered micro brands. So what we're going to do, Matt and I, is teach other people how to make their own micro brands. So basically teaching you how to make your own product. And then we'll have private phone calls where you could call um, and talk to us whenever you want. Um, We can schedule those out. And if you just need to ask a quick question, there's a monthly membership, uh, but then there's also going to be like mini workshops inside the memberships where if you just want to learn about licensing, I can teach you how to do that. Or if you just want to learn about Amazon, Matt's the guru of Amazon can help you with that. So it's going to be kind of an open, free flowing community where other product developers can ask questions and toss ideas off of each other. But then also the core of it is, is the how to, how do you get from, I have this amazing idea to I want to sell it to the public or if you don't want to have the cost of buying inventory how do I get a licensing deal with royalties and then you never touch it and your idea just makes you millions so so this is life changing for people like everybody that's listening I hope you understand how big of a deal this is because how many times have you said I would love to do do this but I have no idea where to start and so you try to google something or you try to youtube something or whatever and you just get overwhelmed because there's so much information out there now you are going to get with get to work with two proven successful people who have done it themselves who are going to be able to show you the ins and outs and tell you where they went wrong you know they've they've done the hard work they're going to keep that 
you know, away from you. I, I, well, I wouldn't say they're going to keep the hard work away from you. The hard work <laughs> is necessary. They're yeah. going to keep the, um, the things that can derail you exactly. away from yeah. you. Also, so, all the dirty. I mean, that's, that's why I said inside my, um, in my profile inside the group, it's like, I want to share with you the good, bad, and the ugly, because had I known the things I know, I wouldn't have done the things I did, <laughs> but there was nobody to tell me don't do that. Or there was no example. I mean, I had Matt, but he, he was doing a different kind of um, product development than I was. He was taking things that were already kind of created and rebranding them. So making a brand out of a, a product that's kind of already created where I was starting from complete scratch. And so there's a difference between the two of us in that group. And I, I, I tell people all the time, I want you to know the nasty of it because there is, there's, there's a lot of money you can lose but there's a lot of money to be gained. And certainly I would want to share that because I would hope that somebody would have done that for me if I had access to them. But a lot of times these, these groups are too expensive or they're super spammy. You'll get online. And I mean, especially if you want to start selling on Amazon, there's so much just gross spam out there. Um, you know, people screenshotting their sales over a million dollars, they pull up in their Lamborghini and a very small percentage of Amazon sellers actually make it to that level. Most likely you're going to be doing just an average and it is what it is. So, I mean, we're going to be upfront and honest with you too and set those expectations so that you're not like, man, next year I'm going to be able to put a pool in and have a second home. And <laughs> I mean, good for you if you do. I mean, good, good for you. But in general, the, those pipe dreams that these people sell just to get you to buy their $3,000 course is a bunch of junk. And um, that's kind of what we're, we're just in it to help people and to make a little money on the side. And um, because we both have full-time things going for ourselves, but just mainly being able to start that community and help people out and answer their questions. You said that like, so passe, like, yeah, we both have full-time, you have like six full-time jobs. <laughs> like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, yeah, we all know you've got full-time work, sister. We, we get it. Um, so is this launched yet? Where can people get more information yeah. about it? Um, microbranders.com. And there's a welcome video from Matt. I haven't filmed any of my stuff yet, but um, I'll be in there, my profile, and we're answering questions and all that. So it's a, I, I don't remember, I think it's like $35 a month. Um, but we're considering dropping that just because of the pandemic. And it's, it's hard to say, you know, we're we're in that stage where it's like, you know, we're trying to figure out what people need and want and what the value is. Um, so right now I th think that's where it's at. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, the information you're going to get is well worth the $35 a month and then some, uh, because there's people in there that are, um, Zuli is another one of our partners and she's, she's from Canada and she actually was on the good morning America show with her products and was on the Canadian version of shark tank. So people are in this group that, are living it out. Like they're living their best life, doing it um, and willing to give their time to help other people. I am so excited. Did you <laughs> imagine this a year ago? I mean, was this, you know, it's even a thought for you? Been, yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I knew at some point I would get here where, because people are always asking me, how did you do it? And I, I, I give them the little, I give them just a little bit of knowledge to get them started but I understand the value of my knowledge and I paid for that through my training, through my licensing training, through my training with Matt. And I want to make sure that I'm getting a return on that investment. Again, it comes down to being very business-minded about it. It's not about hurting anybody's feelings or screwing anybody over. It's just that I've invested in myself and I want to make sure that I get that back um, because I need to return the money to myself. And so it's, a, it's all a 
business for me. It's all under the umbrella of um, the same, the product development company. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Like, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I am because this is something I always hoped that you would do. I mean, I know it was like silly to think that we could sit on an hour long podcast in May and have you actually explain all this to people. And, but you know, it was enough to get some people interested and motivated. And now they get the actual opportunity to work with you and figure out how to do it themselves, which I think is massive and life-changing for everybody. So I couldn't be more thrilled and excited that you decided to go that route. It's what you wanted to do. I mean, I don't know how many hours you think you have left in the day, but you know, good on you. I will never complain ever around you about time ever. (laughs) I think as soon as I find, I feel like I've, I've repaid myself that I'll be able to kind of throttle back a little bit, but I'm still in this recovery mode where I'm trying to pay myself back. And so as soon as I, I feel good about that, I think the stock market's really going to help with that, um, which is another reason why I got into it. Cause I'm like, all right, let's find a way to make make some of this back. Um, but I, I feel like that I'm getting very close to that. I, I turned 40 in September. So I have this goal of, you know, losing weight and getting my finances together. I don't have a will. Um, I don't have life insurance. So I met with a financial advisor yesterday. And so I'm, I'm an adult now, like I'm making really big decisions. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> hey, what? No, what? Roth IRA, huh? So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the next step for me is just, I'm not a child anymore. I kind of always felt like a child at heart. And um, I love being whimsical and creative. And my husband sometimes would be like, can you just, I just need you to be right here. Because <laughs> he'll say one thing. I'm like, and then, and then we can do this. And then he's like, no, 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 I just need it. I need this. <laughs> um, so yeah, turning 40 is kind of scary for me because I think it to me, it feels like I won't be able to be that child anymore, but I think screw it. I think I'm still going to be. A you child. need to be that child. I, I was telling yeah. you, I've, I've, um, I've bypassed 40 by five years. I'm going to be 45 next no month. Way. Yes. I'm so going hard. to be 45. So um, 40 yeah. is not scary. I promise you it is okay. the beginning of everything because 40 is where all that knowledge kicks in and comes yeah. into play and and everything comes up roses. I promise you, like if you've been this successful already leading up to 40, I can only imagine what the next decade is going to do for you. The world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Emily, thank you. You know, I love you to death. Thank you so much for joining us again and, and updating the listeners on everything that you've done and your exciting new news. Um, I think you are going to continue to change lives in the best way possible. Um, I think Shark Tank will come calling because they're going to realize what they missed out on. And um, it's it's just, I I can't wait to see everything that continues to happen. Hopefully we're doing this a year later from now and we're talking about all the amazing things that happened in 2021 for you. So thank you again. I appreciate this so much. Yep. And we will uh, keep... Um, keep tabs on you and and see all the amazing things yet to happen. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you next time, everybody. Bye. Remember your thoughts become your reality. You have all you need to begin to make your dreams come true. Dream it, believe it, manifest it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.